Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome into Night Chat, Deuce Mason and Morgan Reagan. We're going to have some fun tonight and talking about what went down between the Kings and the Lakers because it was a special game. And we need to start tonight with a different tone um, we have an amazing podcast community from everyone who watches our shows daily, watches our clips, downloads. We also have a Discord community that is beyond special that has formed over the last couple of years with such a diverse group of people who share a common passion, which is talking about the Sacramento Kings and... One of, uh, <laughs> so, okay. yeah, um, one of, uh, a really supportive member of that community in the podcast, Clint, he's been active in the chat and discord. Uh, we found out he passed away over the weekend, um, far too young, far too young. And he brought so much life to our discord. <laughs> he brought humor. He brought passion. Uh. He constantly, Posted pictures of his dog, Oscar. And sometimes he would post things that left you going, what are you doing? <laughs> but the one constant was uh, he was there and he was supportive. Um, very supportive. We had our first ever live podcast um, the night before the playoffs. And one of our listeners, Rob, had an extra ticket. And he brought Clint along. Mm. And... Rob was the one that found out the news and informed us. Um, we had not heard from Clint for a couple of days. Um, and Rob got a text from his mom informing us that he had passed. Um, so. Uh, so I reached out to his mom and she sent this text tonight during the game. Wow. She said from Clint's mom. Thank you so much. I will watch the podcast on YouTube when I can. Beat LA. Well, the Kings did beat the Lakers tonight. And tonight we 
dedicate this podcast to Clint. And I know if there was one thing he would be talking about in Discord tonight would be F the Lakers. <laughs> um, The only thing, you know, I really wanted to say was last night when everyone was coming together on the Ducemo Discord to obviously talk about the news. Um, well, I don't know why. It, it's, it's, okay. it's pretty, it's pretty <sighs> damn special seeing a group of people, a community that, you know, like we didn't build, you have all built together with us. And, um, and everyone was sharing memories of even just like his keywords of what he would write in discord, his shit talking, his dog, his love for drones, the drone that hit golden one center, all these crazy stories and the love that everyone has for one another, even when that, you, you know, know, the shit talking rolls through and I'm all glad the you other brought things. this up because I actually it's, downloaded the video. It's just amazing is what I want to say. It's I, just amazing. I downloaded the video. Of the drone crash that he posted um, <laughs> in the Kings playoff game. And this is yes. this is Clint to a T. He had a drone flying over Not Golden One Center to. during the playoffs. And um, it crashed into <laughs> Golden One Center and fell to the ground. <laughs> in only Clint's uh. fashion. Um, and then at the end, you see a member of the law enforcement pick it up. Um <laughs> And then he'd post about his dog, Oscar. Yeah. He was uh, one of a kind. And, um, you know, it's the one thing I do want to say, too, is it's crazy the relationships you form, you know, working in this. And it just shows this that basketball brings like all of us together. Truly. And I didn't know Clint, uh, you know, super well, I mean, I mm-hmm. hang out with the guy, but I've been around him enough. But you feel like you know all these people on Discord. You feel like you're all friends. I mean, I was playing basketball at the park one day, and he knew I was playing there. He rolls up with Oscar to say hello. Just walks up. Him and his dog. Um, it's it just yeah. something special has been created with all of you. And thank you for giving him that community and that platform to be himself and and to have all of you. So this place thank you. was a very special place for him yeah. that he can come and talk about his king yeah. with a ton of other fans. Yeah. So rest in peace, Clint. This podcast is for you tonight. And honestly, if he were still here, I, you know what? He'd be like, well, Deuce, why aren't you doing it? Why aren't you doing it, Deuce? We are live! Oh, yes! oh Clint, tonight! The Sacramento Kings sent a statement to the rest of the NBA. They said, wake up, East Coast National Media. The Kings are still here. De'Aaron Fox is still here. And he is showing that he is not just a good player, that he's not just an Mm all-star, that this guy is one of the best players in the National Basketball Association. And the Kings went down south and took over Mm. Crypto.com Arena. And beat the Lakers 125 to 110. All of a sudden, they're six and four. All of a sudden, they've won four in a row. And now I'm starting to hear the whispers. Could Fox be an MVP candidate? You're damn right. So wake up, Kings. Get the win. How are we doing tonight, Chad? Woo! 
Ah, oh, the fog is here. The show is dedicated to the one and only Clint. Let's go. Let's talk about this vibe oh. tonight. Wow. What a win. It what was, a fun game. There's so much to go over from this game tonight, and we're going to have a lot of fun doing it. If you have not yet, hit the thumbs up, subscribe. Shout out to our guy, Clint, man. We're thinking of you as we do this episode. How about we just start it? Let's go. Deuce and Mo coming down. Three. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. The podcast that you know. The podcast that you know. Hey, welcome into the Deuce and Mo podcast, recording this on a Wednesday night after the Kings started a long six-game road trip down south against the Lakers team that had won three in a row. They're feeling good. They were on the second night of a back-to-back after being the Memphis Grizzlies, but the Kings went down there and sent a message early. Sabonis came out aggressive. Fox looked like a stud and a half. Kevin Herter is showing mm. why you shouldn't have slept on the guy. Mm-mm-mm-mm. And the Kings... With some incredible defense deflections, 20 steals in the game. They end up beating the Lakers 125 to 110. And Sacramento has won four in a row. They are now six and four after 10 games with San Antonio coming up on Friday. I'm Deuce Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. Each and every one of our podcasts presented by our friends over at Northwest Exteriors. Check out their website. TrustNorthwest.com or NorthwestExteriors.com. Morgan, how you doing? Oh, man. I'm doing much better. I am just so glad that we saw the same type of basketball bleed into this game as well, from the Cavs game now into this Lakers game. And I know it's not like they kept that same energy all four quarters. Really hard to do when you get a big lead. But at the same time, there's just so many good things to talk about. I think this is one of those podcasts again, where we have to go over all of the great, and then we can really break down some of the flaws. The Kings got off to a slow start this year, right? Especially when Fox was out, you're worried about the offense. The offense is legit. The question this year was, could the Kings defense show improvement? Just to look average. The statement through 10 games is, yes, they're doing enough out there. It's not perfect all the time, but I am seeing active hands. I'm seeing high hands. I'm seeing more physicality without fouling. I'm seeing Keegan Murray taking a giant leap as a defender. And how about the Kings with 20 steals in this game? If they play defense like they have been lately, Mm -hmm. they're going to be one of the best teams in the NBA. What has stood out to you about their defense? Yeah, I I think when you look at their defense, I said this to you before the show, everything just on a string, in the same flow, together. And um, it just seems really in sync, right? And I'm not just talking about guys being in the right spot at the right time. I'm talking about hands up, hands out. Like, they are taking up so much space on that side of the floor and they're doing it with a purpose and they're doing it with the understanding and the timing of where the ball is going to be passed and if it's going to be passed into AD, how we how we slow them down, how we disrupt there. Just every all the little details defensively are being executed right now. And that was the question about Sacramento. Could they put out a team that didn't really improve 
defensively and be better defensively. Yeah. The thought was, yeah, year two, just under Mike Brown's system, and, and just with effort, high basketball IQ, they'll be better. But the one thing I don't think anyone expected was Keegan Murray's jump no, defensively. No, And again, his ability to guard guards at a really high level. Yeah. I mean, he just... He had some incredible plays tonight. I know Mike Brown mentioned after the game he had five deflections. He had that really nice verticality. Was that on the D'Angelo Russell drive? And he went straight up. Straight. And D'Angelo Russell missed the shot. Keegan's growth from year one to year two defensively is probably one of the biggest developments for the Sacramento Kings. And now if you are looking around the league and you're like, how do I become a better defender? Just work out with De'Aaron Fox this summer. That's all you got to do. Because truly, whatever the hell that they were doing, which was probably just your typical one-on-one basketball, actually having fun, having, like, like they weren't, you know when they say with even doing your job and working, like you should make sure you're having fun. I'm sure when they were out there playing together that it was fun for them. And both their mindsets were also how can we get better, but also how can we beat each other, which only just elevated one another to take their games offensively and defensively to another level. Man, he did a great job on Austin Reeves too. Yes, he I did. I mean, his length and ability to kind of stay in front of guys – Get more physical. He's in the right spots. It, it's just been such a drastic leap for the Kings. And I start with defense tonight mm-hmm. because most of this game, I loved the Kings' defense. You know, I, I felt like that fourth quarter had more to do with some of their offensive miscues than anything. And then, okay. you know, LeBron got the team going, I get all that. But overall, I just love the activity from Sacramento. I mean, Sasha's coming in, getting a deflection, right? Harrison Barnes did like a cartwheel to get a steal tonight. De'Aaron Fox had four steals. Sabonis had three steals. And that activity is making such a difference. And it's going to, it's going to, if they can keep this up, it turns Sacramento from being a good team to, oh, shit, this team's really serious about making a deep run in the playoffs. Yeah, it, it, it helps to deflate the other team as well, right? And, like, that's what you want to make sure you're doing with a lot of these good teams, especially in the Western Conferences. How can you affect their game? And not just by making your shots, but also by making sure you're screwing with their offensive game, and that's going to lead to you playing good defense and executing it as a team. You're seeing it not only being executed as a team with all the little fundamental things, but the effort that is there. I mean, there was a time, I forget where it was in the game, where De'Aaron Fox... Um, someone knocked away the ball and he's on the ground and he makes that extra effort to push the ball to his teammate. And it's like those little moments do not go unnoticed. Even some that might not even make a stat sheet or whatever. And there's others that do, but no matter what, they don't give a damn. You can just feel the pride that they're playing with right now. Keegan Murray. If you look at the stat sheet, you go, oh, nine points, six rebounds, a couple of steals, three and nine shooting. Ah, Okay. No, he had an impact on the game tonight, and that was exciting to see. The next guy, De'Aaron Fox. Oh, come on now. I did a piece for NBC Sports California today that aired on the pregame show. It's evergreen now. (laughs) And I said it in my instant reaction after the game. These NBA people, the pundits that you see on the national stage, I'm not saying all of them, but you got to wake up. 
or you know what? You got to stay awake. Ooh. And you got to start staying awake now and watching The Kings. Because if you're not watching what De'Aaron Fox is doing, you're doing a disservice to fans. Your job is to pay attention. I'll tell you what, De'Aaron Fox is not just having a good start to the season. Oh, he's actually around 30. I mean, he was an all-star last year. De'Aaron Fox is playing at an elite level on both ends. Mm -hmm. He is bringing it. I mean, hell, again, for the second consecutive game on the opening tip, steals it and scores and won. He's being aggressive. He's talking shit. He's one of my favorite plays tonight. Which one? He got 80 switched on him. Okay. Drives. Oh, yes. Boom. I think it was in the third quarter. Boom. Shoulders him twice. The second time frees up and then hits a jumper in his face. He's, He's not attacking afraid. him. He had one where he blew by the defender and gets it over AD on help. He had another finishing with his right. This guy is on an absolute tear right now, and I get it. He's only played five games this year, but I have not seen this version of De'Aaron Fox. We've seen good De'Aaron Fox. Uh He had a great year last year, good enough to be an all-NBA guy, but right now he's playing at an MVP level to start the season. I know it's a long way to go. He has zero fear in initiating contact with the tallest human being on the floor. He doesn't give a damn who you are. Even on that one play, I think, was it right before the half or at the end of a quarter, whatever, with LeBron James when they chuck the ball down to LeBron. LeBron's, you know, trying to keep him down, gets it. Uh, They end up calling a foul on De'Aaron Fox. And they're jawing back and forth. And, you know, De'Aaron's like, how is that? Like, I am not doing anything to you. He's just not afraid to talk to anyone. He's not afraid to make contact with anyone. He's fearless out there and it's like on a different level of not not like oh he's cocky or it's just pure confidence it is scary how fearless this man is out there it's a good way to put it it's a good way to put it like he thinks he can do everything out there and he can't and that's the thing he can though like he keeps backing it up i don't give a shit if it's on the defensive end or the offensive end or a shot or a layup or a mid-range shot he's Doing it all. Yeah, some of his finishes at the basket. Has he ever finished with the right so often to I, start a season? We, I mean, should, I, we should go back and look. No, I mean, serious, <laughs> because, like, you know, he's obviously a lefty, and he's very strong at getting to the rim. But man, he's using the offhand a lot yeah. to finish. Yeah. And I think the handles have gotten better. You could just tell he has put, on, put mm. in so much work. He's stronger than ever. It's crazy to see, like, the elevation in his game. And I thought the Kings tonight, the way they came out aggressive. We'll get to Sabonis, too, because that guy was a monster. Um, guy. Tonight, I, I walked away, and I know they're 6-4. and four, and Morgan, you check me all the time because I, I, I'm a roller coaster of emotion yes, sometimes. Yes, you are. But picture me as playoff deuce right now. Oh, no, no. But, it, but we're too far. I can't picture this Morgan. right now. This team is really good. Just like. No, they're really good. And and you know what? I'll let you say it. I'll let, you know why I'll let you say it? Because they are putting a product out there that is like proof of it right now. And it's not just right now. It's what we saw last year, but an even better version of it. And I know we had those two downer games. Two shit games against Houston Very that were shit. disappointing. But how do you come out of it? Like this. Yeah. And even better. I mean, better than ever before and it's not and again i know at night at sometimes we're going to be like well like they're making some of their shots and that's got to feel good but that's basketball you have guys that can that can make their shots you know these are guys that have track records of making their shots so like i don't know what else to tell you it's it's 
it's, it is what, like, believe your eyeballs, I guess, is what I'm saying. So that's why you saying that I'm not going to push back too much. They were good last year, right? Uh-huh. They look better now. They, they Fox looks better. Keegan looks better. Sabonis is doing his thing. And the defense has been better to start the year. And, and I mean, if you really want perspective, go back after the Houston games and the way they play against Portland. You looked at the schedule going, man, they got OKC coming up. They got Cleveland, the Lakers. This could be tough here. Well, they took care of business at home. They've got a good record at home to start the year. They start this road trip with a win in L.A. against the Lakers team that had won three in a row. They also didn't play great teams, but they had one three in a row. They're feeling pretty good about themselves. And I thought the Kings just took it to them tonight. Yeah. They came out like ready to go. And it, I think Fox's growth is just insane. He finished with 28 points. He had five assists, five rebounds. He had four steals in the game, 10 of 22 shooting, three of nine from downtown, five of seven from the free throw line. Even some of his handles now. I know. I mean, it's just it, it's sexy. Did he work with Steph during the offseason? I feel like he, I, I heard he might have worked with Steph a little bit. I don't of know. course, they have the Under Armour connection. I don't have confirmation. And, and I, I know people jump when you compare so much. Like, you remember the other night, you're like, you know, I don't want to compare it to Curry, but Herter, like, How was he moving moves. nonstop. Yes. Curry's at an elite level. Uh, Correct. But just trying to give you an image. I don't know. I'm like, De'Aaron's finishing at times with some of the floaters, some of his attacks. Mm-hmm. There's some stuff in it right now. Um, you know, I, I think I, 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 I'm curious how you're, you're seeing that. So I don't, maybe I'll do a full breakdown. Could of you? It. Because yeah. Cause like I, I mean, I see, I see so many more things with the way that Kevin Herter moves without the basketball I'm talk- and stuff. I- and I get what you're, you're saying, but I'm not like connecting the two. Fine. Okay, I'm a liar than Morgan. Thanks. <laughs> Great teammate. I know. Wouldn't you rather have me be honest? No, with... I appreciate the honesty. I'm just but like, like, I don't know. But you're watching okay, the game, or you know what? what it is? Because I think De'Aaron Fox in his finishes and what he's doing is his own thing. It's his own definition. And and he's and, obviously more explosive. I'm just saying the the, the craftiness around the basket now. Yes. Some of the push dribbles I'm seeing yes. from him. I'm seeing things that like elements of Steph's game. A That's fine. Bit. That's fine. I I get what you're saying. I completely understand. So, yeah, he's just taken such a big jump. Next guy, let's talk about Sabonis. Last game against the Lakers, Sabonis fouled out. The only time he has fouled out in a game this year has been against the Lakers. Yep. And I think it's worth noting, Sabonis has done a really good job this year to start the season of staying out of foul trouble. I always get concerned about games like this. AD can be a monster. He's got, obviously, legit size, defensively, Dog, like we we know what AD's about. And he had a monster game in Sacramento that first time. I believe he finished with 30 and 16. Sabonis had 15 points in that first game and fouled out. Sabonis came out tonight with a message of, no, I'm going at him. And there are times, you know, I felt like Sabonis has been timid around some of these bigger dudes. There was nothing like that tonight. I thought Sabonis went in attack mode on AD. What stood out? Dude, I mean, well, that monster dunk that he had. Oh, the one that Monk set up? The angry one. I mean, it was just that alone. Sure, 
that highlight stood out to me, but the way that he threw that down, that was how he played throughout this entire game. And we keep talking about his strength. And it's not just like he's a strong guy out there. He is capitalizing on being a strong guy, and he's showing strength with his rebounding. He's showing strength with his DHOs, with um, the way that he's bodying up guys like AD and making life so much harder for him. So all these things that Sabonis is doing out there, like we saw last year, like he's the hub of the offense. He's the anchor on defense. Um, screw blocks when you have someone who's going to contest. Again, another individual on this squad that is taking his game to another level with the way that he is staying vertical, contesting shots, being a bigger body, and his presence is being felt. And not getting destroyed in pick no. and roll coverage. The Kings pick and roll defense has gotten a lot better this year. And then, like you said, his his verticality. Just amazing. Straight up. Straight up. Can I say one thing, too? Yes. Because the thing that you did say about De'Aaron and the Steph thing, I thought about a play in my head. And you're right. And you're right. And I, like, literally thought about the way that he was navigating through three different guys and pushing the dribble in front of him to get to it, yeah. to make sure that he was creating that space. And I... I get the Thank elements. You. Yeah, you're Thank welcome. You. It popped up. The One of the plays popped up in my head. I'm like, yeah, I shouldn't. Sorry for shitting on that. It's, it's okay. Yeah. I'm used to it for sure. Um, Back to Sabonis. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he's always played like physical. I think he's done it at a greater level this year. I, I think even, I mean, the head-to-head -head against AD. <laughs> Anthony Davis tonight. Nine points, nine rebounds, five turnovers mm. on three of nine shooting in 34 minutes. Love it. Look, these games happen in the NBA. I think these games happen too often for Anthony Davis for being regarded as one of the great players. I said that on the postgame show. I said that on the postgame show. And I said in a game like this against the Sacramento Kings on a second night of back-to-back -back when your teammates need you the most and, oh, you have, like, almost a 40-year-old that's dropping 28 yeah. and doing his job, but you're not going to do yours? Bullshit. But you do give credit where credit's due. Because he was slowed down by the Sacramento Kings yeah. defense. Yes. And Sabonis' final numbers earns him the rock and soul. <gasps> Player of the hey! game. This is a tough one, but... Because you had monster games from Fox, Herter, and Sabonis. Sabonis finished with 29 points, 16 rebounds, 7 dimes, 3 steals, and the most exciting part, you see that number right there, 19, yeah. oh. 13 of 19. He took 19 shots tonight in 39 minutes. He is a rock and soul player of the game. If you've not been to rock and soul yet in Sacramento, stop wasting time. Yeah. Breakfast all day. That's a win. Located at 10th and S in Sacramento, just six blocks from Golden One Center. And while the Kings are on the road, go watch games there. They've got TVs. And what are those deals if you go to the game, Morgan? Oh, yeah. You're going to get 50% off the drink menu and 50% off all appetizers. So go watch the game at Rock and Soul Diner. I mean, so many people already have from the Do Some Mode podcast. Yep. Um, so much so that all their food is almost out at Rock and Soul Diner. I'm kidding. But seriously, it's such a great place to go. And I think the breakfast all day kind of thing is winning over everybody. And it's the one of the best breakfasts I have seriously ever had in Sacramento. You, fluffy ass pancakes, fluffy ass waf waffles. Or what, what? Fluffy ass waffles. You can also get lunch and dinner there too. 
just to be clear. I mean, it's not you, just you breakfast, can. but breakfast is legit. Bre- legit. Breakfast Anyway, Rockets will play the game to Monis Sabonis, who I thought had a nice statement game tonight. You know? I, Ooh. I, yeah. He, he, but he keeps... He no, keeps, but it's different okay. to me when you're going up against the Lakers okay. and you're going up against Anthony Davis. Sure. AD, That's fair. Especially when that first time AD outplayed him. And, AD absolutely outplayed him. And tonight, I, I, the Kings just look... I think what you said at the beginning is dead on. What'd I say? The chemistry defensively just looks so much better. Yes. Like, last year, how many times one guy would help and there'd be a breakdown because someone fell asleep weak side or someone missed a rotation. There were multiple times tonight where if there was help, the next guy was going over to the open man yep. on the swing pass to contest, forcing the extra pass. And all of a sudden, these guys are working late in the shot clock. You're exhausting these players who are just trying to move the ball to create anything. And what a difference it makes when you make the other team just work a little harder and a little late in the shot clock to get their shit off. And I know we started to see this Lakers zone, and we'll talk about that more, being thrown at the Sacramento Kings and really yeah. disrupt their offensive play. But what I loved is then there's these other moments where it's like, okay, give Sabonis the ball at the high post. You had a Harrison Barnes on that beautiful backdoor baseline. Make it, simplify it. Make it easy for yourselves. Get to the open gaps. And that's what they started doing as well. But Sabonis does such a good job in a lot of these moments, staying calm and making sure to make the right plays. We got to give love to all the people watching us live. Almost 900 people here live following this game. If you have not done it yet, and it looks like 600 if you have not hit the thumbs up button hit the like button all it does is help us grow if you're watching your tv just scroll over you can hit a thumbs up on your tv i know it i do it all the time <laughs> uh, all it does help us grow make sure you're subscribed to this channel we go live after every king's game and we drop nba content all the time appreciate you being here and participating in the poll question the poll question tonight who is your player of the game was it domas sabonis who had 29, 16, and 7. De'Aaron Fox with 28 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, 4 steals. Or Kevin Herter, who had 28 points, 7 assists, 4 rebounds, and a few steals as well. Uh, the winner right now, according to the fans, matches up with our pick, Damana Sabonis. Ooh. Also, gives love to Super Chatters Galore tonight. Appreciate you Brian guys. so much. Ian donating 20 bucks and give it to Clint's family. We could do that. Alex donating 20. Good stuff. Y'all go Kings. Why not light the beam? And ch- shout out to Eric Ramirez, who donated uh, multiple times, ah. uh, including it uh, looks like $220 at this point. You are insane. Oh, gosh. But we appreciate one support. Whether- Thank you. Just being here tonight. I'm like, uncomfortable. Yes. That is so kind. Thank you so much for all the love, all the donations, and always helping our small business grow. Um, Daniel in the chat wants to know, what was your review of the New Jersey's? Oh, the gradient with the checkers. So I was sitting next to Mike, <laughs> sitting next to Mike, baby. Oh, we got to give that love in a second. Okay, we'll give that love in a second. And I was, I was talking to him about it. I was like, did you ever have to wear... The checkers, he's like, no, 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 I never yeah. got to see the checkers. He's like, you know, I don't know if I like the checkers with the gradient. It's it's a lot. And I agree. I agree. I didn't like the gradient in photos. I like the gradient so much more in person now. So I'm fine with the checkers because it's just like tribute to the old jersey. I'm also in the minority with these in-season tournament courts. Yeah. I like a lot of them. Okay. I like a lot of them. There's some that are bad. I like the Sixers one so much. Sixers I, was a great. Lot of people were crapping on it. I'm like, I, I liked it. Like I liked it. the Sixers one. I, I didn't know. like that. I didn't like that they lost at home to the Pacers. You know, but uh, that's a different story. Uh, no, but I like the courts, and I like yeah. The, 
to your point, I felt like in pictures, I was like, I don't know. I yeah. don't know. And then tonight, I'm watching, I'm like, I kind of like the gradient. Yeah, it I looked better. Them. And I like the floor with the gradient, too, when they have that one okay. out there. Yeah. But. I'm also, like, just not... I, I'm the type that could be like, yeah, that just looks great. And everyone's like, that's hideous. So I, what do I know? Yeah. No. I thought they just, looked good on TV. I mean, it's it's subjective. Yeah. Art is subjective. Fashion. Yeah, all these. Hey, hey. What's not subjective? What? The Sacramento Kings are legit. Oh. And if you say otherwise. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Um, I know who I want to talk about. Yeah. Go ahead. Kevin effing oh, no. Herter. Let's talk about Kevin Herter. Thank you. Kevin Herter Morgan started the season, according to my guy, Jason Ross, five of 25 from three. Oh. Five of 25 from three to start the season. Ooh. And I don't know if Jason actually has the updated numbers, but then at one point during the game, he tweeted the updated number in the fourth quarter. He is 23 of 46 with a quarter to go in L.A. is what he put in the last five games. Wow. So what a turnaround for Kevin Herter. Okay. Um, Kevin's biggest thing, and this we talked about this a lot early, where you know a lot of people on social media were dumping on Herter. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest about it, though. The head coach was really, especially during training camp, there are questions about him. It's like, hey, Duarte's going to start that first half of that preseason game and mm -hmm. I think that shook Herter a little bit but Mike Brown was obviously trying to light a fire under him defensively yep Kevin Herter responded and both of us said there is zero doubt in our minds that the shot's gonna drop track like, record if this went 20 games okay now you're a little nervous here you trust a guy's track record when he's like a career 38 39 percent three-point shooter and Kevin Herter is knocking down shots but that's like I knew that was going to happen. I think it's the other aspects of the game jumping out. Yeah, it's the other aspects because also you had a head coach in Mike Brown who was talking about the other aspects. And what I love is that Mike Brown was transparent about it because it was obvious to everyone's eyeballs, right? He's not just going to lie to people's faces like some other coaches do in this league. But I look at this situation with Kevin Herter and everything that Mike Brown did has led to pushing Kevin Herter to be a better basketball player. And sometimes there's people that crumble under that type of pushing and encouragement and love or how, or if you want to call it the other way around, right? However you want to look at it. But Kevin Herter took that and he started paying attention to all the little details, the details, getting your damn hands up on defense because his length and his Basketball IQ alone on the defensive end was going to help him become a better defender and basketball player. And look, the confidence from the shots is also helping him on the defensive end as well. I'm looking at the sets. He is actually credited with two steals in this game. Fox had four. The starting lineup, four, eight. I think the starting lineup had 15 of the Kings' 20 steals tonight. Whoa. Herter finished the game. With 28 points on 10 of 16 shooting. He was 6 of 11 from 3. One of my favorite threes tonight. It's kind of late in the game. It was one of those threes that when he took it, I'm like... <laughs> but it was when Monk had the ball and gave him a handoff, and it was a deep-ass three. Yes. He took it, knocked it in. He was 6 of 11 from downtown. Most importantly for Kevin Herter, finds other ways. And the most exciting development from him recently is, hey, this guy can make some decisions out there for you. He's a good passer. And you can put him in a little two-man game and let him spray out for three or find some bonus, a little pick and roll, which he did tonight. He had seven assists, Morgan. Mm. 
God, the way this is the other thing, the way that he is moving without the basketball and then getting the ball and then creating so much chaos that people are starting to collapse on him and respect his game and understand that he's a threat from the inside and the outside allows him to then find the open person, right? It just it it's it's been this this beautiful um uh, what, what domino effect, I guess you could call it, where it's just like one thing after another. This guy comes over, okay, where do you commit? Where do you toss it to next? And Deuce and I watched this the other day before a game. The coach is breaking down with some of the two-way guys and everything, just half of an action. And sometimes they are throwing this fake defender at somebody and they're like, okay, if someone commits here at the high post, which way are you going to pass? And you can just tell all those little details that they practice over and over and over again are bleeding into the game and it's making a difference. You it's, know what I mean? Yeah. It's really fun to watch right now for the Kings. And I'm, I'm glad that Herter found a way to get out of this because when he is right, it's great. And, you know, ideally you don't want him to be, we've talked about this with her, it seems like he gets red hot and then ice cold. I think for him, the lesson that has to be learned as, you know, he's been in the NBA for a minute, always remember the start of the season and what happened. Yeah, And yes. you can be upset when you're missing shots and be frustrated. Like, that's just going to happen. When you're not performing at a level, think about anyone in their line of work if you're passionate about your job. Like if I have a bad podcast, like I felt like last last podcast wasn't my best. I was a little distracted by a couple of things. It bugged the hell out of me. But guess what? You got a new podcast coming up in two days. Let's let's crush it. Let's do some good shit out there and let's go win. And Ke I think Kevin's a guy who gets really, really hard on himself. Yeah. But when your shot's not falling, there are other things you could do on the floor and you have to do that because when you do those things well, it's just going to lead to the other good things happening. You're going to get an easy look at the basket yep. or something. You're going to get a deflection that leads to an assist. You will have a positive impact on the game. You just got to stay engaged. There's going to be days that come up, games that come up where someone just doesn't have it. Like mm -hmm. they don't have the energy or they don't have the mindset or something happened. That's whatever. It's going to happen. But it was happening game after game after game where you're like, this is on you. You have to look in the mirror and fix this. This is, Fixing it is not making a shot. Sure, a shot is going to give you more confidence, but if your shot is not going to fall, what else can you control on the floor? And that's what you're starting to see. These guys control what they can control. They can control their effort out there. They can control the energy that they bring. And that's what they're starting to do more and more consistently. Shout out to everyone watching us right now. I appreciate you guys being here. Dude. Eric, you're getting crazy with the donations. We truly appreciate you donating on the Super Thank Chat. Thank you. Definitely uh, save some of your money there. I appreciate you so much for donating a lot of money tonight. Thank you so much. Um, you, let's Eric. get to some more comments from the chat. Uh, Monster says, Monk needs to slow down. Yeah, Malik was uh, a little erratic tonight for Sacramento. And he's been playing so well. Mm -hmm. um, he has some of these games sometimes. He's one of eight. Wasn't knocking down his shot. He did still have five assists and had some beautiful dimes. But I felt like if if there's something that we're going to talk about that was bad tonight, I felt like that fourth quarter was a bit disappointing for Sacramento. They were outscored 30 to 21 in the quarter. And, hey, luckily you had a big lead. Sacramento yep. led 104 to 80 at the end of the third quarter. But the Lakers were able to cut it to, what, 10? Was that how close it got? Oh, it yeah. had to get a 115-105. Maybe, yeah, 119-110 after Cam Reddish hit a three ball with three minutes to go. 
And I felt like what happened was in the first two minutes of the quarter, the Kings had four turnovers. It was just sloppy. And you could tell. And if I was a Lakers fan, I'd be disappointed by this. Disappointed by this. The Lakers were clearly like the effort was like front running effort tonight. It was the second night of a back to back, but I'm like, it didn't look no. like it was exhaustion. It I, looked the like Kings had else. some sloppiness, and yeah. all of a sudden, you know, so the Lakers got amped up yes. and started defending. I'm like, what? And then LeBron started attacking, and it was like, man, if maybe if you started this a little bit earlier, if LeBron didn't settle so much earlier, I have a hard time like. Shitting on LeBron for the night, one, because he had a monster game still. Yeah. E- even if I felt like he settled a bit from three, LeBron finished with 28 points, 11 assists, 10 rebounds. He had four steals. He also had six turnovers in this game. But I thought Reddish came in and was active with his hands. Dude. And they, you could tell they got confidence. And I'm going, are the Kings really going to gag this game away? They figured it out. But... The Lakers did a couple of things. One, the Kings, I felt like weren't playing with that same force or edge. I felt like they were thinking, we're up 24. We're good. It got a little casual, right? Too cash. Yeah. Too casual for my liking. And then they went to a zone defense, and it took the Kings a second. And that's You see that a lot in the NBA. Zone comes out of nowhere, and you're like, wait, what's happening right now? How do right we now? adjust? What are we wrong? Eventually, the Kings, I felt like they they solved it. I thought Herter attacked the gap a couple of times. Sabonis got Barnes on that backdoor yep, dunk. that's that, the one. Just That's what you do. And, and they were able to settle it down. But then the Lakers, like, they were good. Attacking in transition, LeBron getting into the paint, spraying out to Reddish for three or D'Lo for three. Got a little scary. It was an 11-point game with 90 seconds left, and they waved the white flag. I thought that was a little surprising because I was like, wait, you have a little momentum. You have a little bit momentum, but, like, they didn't feel it. Maybe they know themselves, and they're like, no, we ain't got this. That's fine, whatever. I was happy about that moment. But, yeah, there, there were times where I knew the Kings weren't going to keep this score, this cushion the entire game. I didn't expect it to get that close no. that late. You, you Here's the thing. You did not want it to turn into a game, and it turned into a game. Yes. And it, that, that's what I didn't like about it. Because then it gets scary. Then you're starting to play on your heels, and you're like, oh, shit. And LeBron James can go off, and he can take over. Um, you know, it's so sad to see sometimes with LeBron when he takes those big moments, like a chase down block. And then he gets gassed and he's like, okay, someone else needs to step. Like I'm, I'm, he's I'm, like- bec- I'm going to be 40. Um, so <laughs> someone else needs to help me with all this shit. And yeah, he just doesn't, he didn't have those pieces around enough pieces, enough energy around him. And Anthony Davis not being there and just disappeared is, um, is just unfair to him. Yeah, I thought LeBron came out of the second half aggressive too. And there was that one play where Fox had this poke away and he saved it from going out of bounds. Yes. Got, got to Sabonis in transition. I thought Sabonis had Murray there for a look and said Sabonis tried. To, <laughs> Sabonis looked like he went in slow-mo in that moment, man. I thought I had to grab the remote and go, oh, did I hit the slow button on mm, this? I don't know what. To, bad joke. Very, very bad. bad. Very Like there was right, no reason to go there. Yeah, yeah. Do I you want to try another slow-mo no. joke? No, no, okay. no, 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 I don't. There's I don't. nothing. Yeah, anyway, don't do that. Dream, what was he saying? Draymond? Draymond? I had Draymond in my head for a second. We'll get to that later. <laughs> okay. You know why? No, why? I, slow-mo made me think of Kyle Anderson, which made me think of T-Wolves Warriors in my head. I said, I can't forget about getting the Draymond suspension You're tonight. You're sick, dude. You're yeah. sick. <laughs> that slow-mo made you think of Kyle Anderson, yes. what made you think yes. of the T-Wolves, what brought you to that moment with Draymond that we will talk about. Yes. 
So remind me. Okay. Anyway, Sabonis was in slow motion. And LeBron chased it down, blocked it. I was like, damn. That was the one I'm talking about. And then LeBron was gassed (laughs) after that. And of course he was. Second night of back to back. He's doing a little bit of everything out there. Um, But yeah, it it, it got scary. Like we said, that zone. But it was really fun that the Kings took on that pressure. They figured it out, even when it became a game. And on top of figuring it out, I felt like they didn't start, they didn't, continue to play scared or anything like teams yeah, yeah, yeah. do when they're up by that much late in a game they settle down then you end up winning by 15 there you go so there the lesson go. is like hey let's not let off the guess because you start the fourth quarter just somewhat productive yeah then darvin ham's waving the white flag at like six and a half minutes or five minutes sure. and then you are too and then you're getting some guys rest and then you know i brown on the first game of road trip Leaned on his starters a lot tonight. I mean, he did. Fox was at 38. Herter was just under 38. Sabonis was just under 39. Barnes was at just under 39. Keegan was just under 31. You got the Spurs on Friday. I'm not acting like that's an easy thing at all, especially with a unicorn like human being with Wembenyama. But at the same time, um, you're looking at a young team that just really got crushed by. OKC Thunder. It is an in-season tournament game, so I hope that they do bring it and that look at me, hoping that they do. Like the in-season tournament has me going in a different direction. Like, yeah, I want to cover this King squad in Vegas. Like, of course I want to see the and like if they want to throw some money like to a broadcast or anything, you know? Like why For not? winning it? You don't yeah. you don't get shit. I I was talking about that with Mike Bibby. We were talking about with everyone like making money and they're and we're like, yeah, for the guys that make tons of money, they should give bonuses to like people. I'm like, yeah, or like to broadcasters. He liked it. Cause he's a broadcaster. Yeah, good fun, funny joke. Uh shout, it wasn't a joke. Shout out to Morgan, by the way, tonight. Um the game was on ESPN, but there was no conflict. I, I made this a point. And the same thing goes for Friday. So all the people in Sacramento, or if you have League Pass when you're out of town, if the game's on ESPN, it's still on NBC Sports California mm-hmm. with your local people on it. You can watch pre and post game. And tonight featured Kyle Draper on pre and post with Morgan and Mike Bibby. Morgan in the analyst role. Even though I told her oh earlier today, I mean, God. even when you're hosting, you can analyze. You it's, don't have to be boxed in. No. But you said you felt free tonight. Dude, there's so many different elements that you are doing while hosting, while someone is in your ear leading you to so many different things that you're not free to just think about the game. There's times where I'm like, F it, I'm just going to be free. And if I screw up, I screw up when I'm a host. But tonight in that analyst role, Oh my God. Well, I thrive. I love it more than anything in the world. And then I'm analyzing Kings basketball with Mike freaking Bibby. Like, who gets to do that? I was shitting myself. Kings like, basketball? Wait, wait, you were literally, not literally? literally? No, did not need a diaper. But I did tell him, I said, I said, hey, like, little baller Morgan would be shitting herself right now, um, knowing that she is talking Kings basketball with Mike Bibby. And, Dude, there was something that happened, and I said something. I was like, yeah, I'm late, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, I was thinking that same thing. I was like, hey, I know I wasn't an NBA point guard, but it's that point guard mentality right there. Would you say that on air, or is this off air? This is just me and Mike Bibby so watching the what, game. Can I ask, what, what is Mike Bibby <laughs> like watching a game with? Like, you know, some guys, you're just like... He's he's just chill and sweet. Like, there's there's nothing. I mean, it's it's... 
I pretty much, I feel like with him and Matt Barnes, it's the same thing. Like, we'll talk about a few things, but like, I'm the type of person who doesn't like to talk during games. I like to watch the game. Um, so I'm really focused on every single possession. Otherwise, I don't retain. And he even said he was the same way. He's like, I don't retain. I don't remember things. I'm like, yeah. So I'm like watching, taking notes. But then we'll see a few things. And we'll be like, yeah, if he didn't leave his feet there or if he just looked like more of a threat there, don't you think that would a little... And it was just, I mean, it's so cool. It's so Do you feel cool. like you learn stuff from listening to him uh, during a game? You know, I feel like sometimes... It's, you know, after games, when we'll say things and then Mike Brown says something yeah. this, the next day and, and he's saying the same thing that we're saying, it validates that I'm seeing the right mm -hmm. things or, or for the most part, I think that I'm seeing the right things or feeling the right way about this style of basketball or where it's evolved to. So, um, yeah, no, of course I, it's wonderful, freaking wonderful. Well, here's some more good news. Yeah. I got to call in the first quarter of the game. Ring, ring, ring. Because that's what my phone sounds like. Ring, yeah. It's, it makes sense. Uh, Deuce Mason going to be on Kings pre and post Sunday. Kings Mavericks. It's a Deuce and Mo takeover. So pre and post game, we're going to be on. And we're still going to have night chat after, of yeah. course. But yeah, we'll be on pre and post. I'm super excited. I'm uh, I'm supposed to get some more touches this year. Yeah. So is it um, pre and post the Pre and post game that you know. Yeah, maybe a little bit smoother than okay. that. Yeah, for sure. Deuce and Mo. The pre and post game that you know. I Boom. Just, here Oh, you don't want to do that? No. I, okay. I just you know, I'm this is playoff deuce back now. Play, oh. playoff deuce starts thinking about this and I'm like, I'm going out there and oh. I'm gonna crush. We're we're gonna crush Dude, together. That's the But vibe. no, 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 no. And I know NBC bosses might watch this and hear this. I'm gonna crush and you're gonna be like, I gotta get this guy Woo! some more minutes. He's I got to get this guy on. Hey, we got to put, we got to find a way to put him in okay. coach. I mean, he's, he's getting steals. He's getting now, rebounds. Now what? for real though, for real. What? I, you guys got to come out hard on that. On, oh, on social yeah. media, social hit ratings, the NBC sports Kings, mm. uh, account, make do some more killing it. Even if you're not watching, do some more killing it, but definitely watch do some more. Yes. Man, yes. I'm learning so much. Do it. Yes. Oh yeah, no, no and, I, I, we're, and I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding because that's the energy, and that's some, this podcast has brought us to these moments. So we got to keep pushing that energy out there because it's that kind of stuff that does uh, create more and more opportunities. Uh, in all seriousness, I don't take it for granted. Like one, uh, I'm born and raised in Sacramento. I knew at a young age I wanted to be in this type of business. And it's not lost on me. And same with Morgan. Like, she gets to work with Mike Bibby and call him a colleague and a teammate. And I get to do more stuff on TV this year. Like, I grew up here. I'm doing it for the team I grew up rooting mm. for. It's so fun. It's amazing. It's, it so. makes me smile from ear to ear. This is so cool. We are so excited. We vibe off each other, if you couldn't tell. So thank you guys for always supporting us, too. Uh, so enough about all of yeah. our stuff. We got a lot more to talk about with the game, and we got to look ahead. The, this Kings road trip is brutal. They got another game coming up on Friday when they take on the Spurs, but we should mention that each and every one of our podcasts presented by our friends over at North West Exteriors. The best windows that I have ever had in a home. And I'm talking saving money on my energy bill. I'm talking the most beautiful aesthetically. Aesthetically. I'm talking the best and 
when it comes to staying warm during these cold winters. And I don't even have to put on my heater. It's amazing. I've never seen anything like it. So if you're looking to get windows, if you're looking for siding, you should just reach out to Northwest and get a free quote. I'm telling you, it will be worth it. They have great people who work there. It's a no-brainer. So check out their website, northwestexteriors.com. And like Morgan said, Dude, you'll save so much money on your energy bill, and the windows look great. Thank no you later. Brainer. Thank us later. As they like to sing, and we like to sing. We're auditioning for them. Okay. For the next commercial. Yeah. All right, three, two, one. Simply the best. Trust Northwest. No need to. Like the what? What's the dog say? Duke say. Trust Simp- Northwest. Simply the best. Oh yeah. Trust Northwest. <laughs> Was that a good Duke? Yes. Thank you. Thank that you. Was really good. Good job. Also, shout out to our friends at Sharif Jewelers. Oh, yes. If you're in the need for some awesome jewelry, you want to work with a local company. They do everything here. They've been iconic. They are they are iconic. They're they also really- the official jeweler of the Sacramento Kings. And that Depog crown that, that was handed out tonight. To the one and only. I love this picture of Keegan Murray. Yes. Keegan Murray wins the Depog crown. That crown. That was made by our friends over at Sharif Jewelers. Dude, they designed it. They created it. That's they, a custom piece. They do custom stuff in-house. Oh, yeah. No, literally, if you wanted the same crown, I'm sure that they could find a way to make it for you. They do custom stuff. Not only that, they do all cleaning of jewelry. They repair jewelry. They do anything a jewelry store can do, but they keep it all in-house. So your favorite ring that is sentimental and means so much to you it's not leaving sacramento it's staying right here make sure you are checking out sharif jewelers yes do that for sure today or tomorrow or the next day especially with the holidays coming up yes um what do you do though if like sunday when i'm on tv i hit up sharif jewelers ahead of time i'm like hey need you to let me borrow something for the broadcast and i come in with like diamond stud earrings and i wear and i i do it serious would you make fun of me? Would I? Are you kidding me? That's th- that I would not. I think I, would. I used to have my ears pierced in high school. I wonder if I could still get one in. You know, just that's what so you do if weird. I start wearing earrings on the on the podcast. I would make like fun of ones. you. Like yeah. now, if they were like big ass rocks, I'd be like, I don't know. No, no, this- I wear hoops. I just wear hoops. I mean, Deuce, you realize some people do. Uh, some, But if you did, I, I would yeah, be offended. Yeah, me. I'm talking about specifically me. I'd specifically so you, I would dorky. be offended. Now, if you got yourself one of those Depog crowns and you had Sharif make you a that'd duplicate. Be that'd be sick. That'd be a different story. Oh, man. I would still probably make fun of you. I'd be a little weird. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. So many people hanging out with us tonight. I want to get to some more of uh, the chat, and then we got to look ahead to what's lies ahead for the Sacramento Kings. Shout out to all the super chats tonight. We mentioned Eric. How about Attitude Era? Mark doing two bucks. Hey guys, do you have a separate Niners NFL ch- channel? Any purdy thoughts? No. <laughs> Ball is life. We're we're NBA and Kings. Uh... Don't have time to watch the other stuff at this point in my life. Jesse donates 10 bucks. I don't know if this has been asked. What do you guys think about the Kings going after Jaden Ivey and have him um, be, with, be, the with, oh, be with Fox coming off the bench? Yeah, Jane Ivey's out of the rotation right now for the Pistons. It's crazy. He's not even playing at all. Um, no, I mean, I think talking about Jane Ivey pre-draft, I see the excitement. You see the athleticism, and like I'm not d- out on him as a player, but... For what the Kings need right now, I don't think he could provide them that. Now, if they they were taking a flyer, going, yeah, we'll keep him here. Yeah, I just don't know if he'd play on this team. And if you played him, is he ready enough defensively to contribute? And that's my biggest concern with him is defensively, it just doesn't seem like he shows the right engagement, especially in college and even in the NBA where like, you've got the tools to be a good defender, but you're not. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's like, exactly. And someone could be able to take it out of him. And like, I know you're probably thinking, well, could it be Mike Brown? But either way, yeah. Um, yeah, I just don't see that as being something quite yet. But if I may speak on the rotation as well for the Kings, just because I think we should definitely touch on that with Keon Ellis being back, um, being the same one as he is the guy to go to before Davion Mitchell being that backup point guard. And um, you're seeing this become a consistent thing. What does this mean for Davion's future? What does this mean uh, for this rotation? Here's how I look at it. It can change again. Yeah. Right now, that's how I feel only because Trey Lyles isn't back yet. Um, He had an Instagram story today that he was just itching. And I think it's like, he is craving coming back. I could be wrong. I could be reading that no, wrong. No, Sean Cunningham be... had a, oh, an update about right. him today, according to a source that told him that Trey Lyles, uh, where was it? He had it earlier today. Oh, here you go. He's been cleared to resume basketball activities after undergoing a reevaluation of his left, left calf strain. He's working through the reconditioning process, mm. and his return to play will be based on his progression. So hopefully there's no setbacks there, and then... Uh, Trey Lyles can come back and, you know, play coming off the bench for the Kings. But yeah, I mean, I, I imagine Keon's going to get that opportunity for a minute to be in that role, but I think it's subject to change. And, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of expected him to play. He yeah. played really well in the Kings last game tonight. You know, I, 
I don't feel like he was as noticeable. And mainly, I feel like Mike didn't play him for that many he didn't. stretches. It was very short stretches for him tonight. Mm-hmm. So uh, he played just under nine minutes tonight. He was scoreless in that stretch. and yeah. had a couple of fouls. So. And then also speaking of the rotation, obviously with the news of Alex Len and the ankle injury, which is really tough because you started seeing him come in before JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee got some minutes tonight. He, had, he was good. He finished the game with nine good. minutes, had seven points in those nine minutes. You saw him in that two-man game being the lob threat. Um, yeah, it's like it's great to see that if they have a big go down, that they do have options that they trust. And we've enjoyed what JaVel McGee can bring since the beginning of this season. But then we also enjoyed what Alex Len added too. So I like the diverse bigs that the Kings have. Also in the chat, chat, Jesse says, I'm getting herder tattooed on my forehead. No, no, no. I'm getting hurt him. Oh, hurt him. I, so I thought it was a typo. So no, because Jesse likes to say, Kevin, hurt him. Like, like he that. hurts him. I was picturing literally... He was going to get a picture of Kevin Herter tattooed on his forehead. Oh, that would be cute. No, just hurt him. You have to pick, right? You you okay. have to get one Kings player's face tattooed on your face. Ooh. Who is it? I have to pick. I'm going either like Keegan or De'Aaron. <laughs> if you showed up with a Keegan Murray tattoo on you your pick? face. No one. You, you just made me pick. Uh, I didn't say why you had to pick. I was like, you had to. And you just went, yeah, okay. Well, you just, um, I, I was buying in being a teammate. You have to pick. Go. And it can be Mike Brown, too. Oh, well. Mike uh, Brown. Mike Brown. Yeah. Mike, Mike Brown. Brown. Yeah. <laughs> so dumb. So dumb. Uh, um, I would also love to give a little love really quick to the Stockton Kings, the mini beam team. Lindsay Hardy got her first win as a NBA G League head coach. Loved it. The team celebrated it. I think Deuce is going to pull that up. But as he pulls that up, too, um, we were watching that game. And here's the celebration that you're seeing. This team, this bond just come together. Love it. Love the vibes that they have going on there. But we were watching this game. They dominated the Salt Lake City Stars. And take a look at what Colby Jones did. Colby Jones plays in the G League for the first time. So he was assigned down there. So is Jordan Ford. He's down there. Jalen Slauson. Colby Jones, check out the stat line. 16 points, 9 assists, 6 rebounds. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Really good. Along with 8 steals. 8. He had 8. Perspective. The Sacramento Kings in their game tonight had a shit ton of steals. 20. They had 20 as a team against the Lakers. We're like, oh my God, how amazing. This man himself, Kobe Jones, had eight steals in the game. 7-11 shooting. He played, it's just 29 minutes Dude, can in you, the Kings win. Can you please show that highlight that you posted yeah, yeah, too? Yeah. Because this guy, oh, you guys, you talk about the eight steals, but there's just moments he's making the extra play. You see here, he's staying vertical. He stays up, gets <laughs> the block, the throws it off. The same guy goes the other way. Just beautiful defense by Colby Jones. This is what you want to see from uh, your rookie, especially if he's going to play in the G League. You want to see dominance. You don't want to see him just like fit in and, oh, oh, good, he's getting some playing time. No, him being dominant in the G League is exactly what you want to see. You talk about the rotation. Yeah. He was playing for a stretch, and now he's getting some opportunity to get some more minutes and experience and different looks in the G League. And it's a great example. Like, he may be... Back with the Kings and playing in the rotation yep. at some point. Yep. 
He could be. And it's it's just, I think with Mike Brown's system, you never know um, who is going to be the next man up. And if you get an opportunity and you show something, you could be that guy. Shout out to Shockin. Hopefully I'm saying the name right. Saying, hi, Deucemo. Watching from Guam. Finally catching up on a live podcast. Love your pod. Light the beam. Light the beam. Thank you so much. Appreciate Thanks for that us so out. much. Appreciate that. That means Worldwide. Yeah. I love it. No, it is crazy. Um, Deuce, where can I find post-game interviews consistently and quick? Uh, the Kings usually put them up pretty fast on the road as fast as they can. That's You have to rely on that. Yeah. That's all. I don't know. Hopefully, I wish NBC would do it. Actually, we should push them to do it more. Yeah. Uh, Gerardo in the chat also said, thoughts on another DNP for Davion Mitchell. We did address that. Yeah. I, I mean, I, Keon's in the rotation right now. And I think Mike likes what Keon has brought in that spot. And he wanted a different look. The Kings were kind of in a funk. They were looking for something different. Keon came in that Houston game, showed something. They played again, showed him something, played again. And he's been pretty productive for Sacramento. So, you know, it's... Where it's at with Davion, I don't know what his future holds in Sacramento. I mean, yeah. I think let's we've been pretty honest about oh, yeah. that last podcast. We're like, yeah, he, his future may not be in Sacramento now. No, you know? but I still think he's going to end up playing minutes for this team. Yeah, I think that I I'm totally with you. You just never know what this rotation is going to be. It can change next week, and if that's the case, he's just got to make sure to capitalize on that opportunity. And if he doesn't get that opportunity here, like he's one of those guys that's just so thirsty for the game right like he wants to be out there i i want him to be on a basketball floor playing you know and so if that does mean somewhere else like i want that for him so bad um because he really wants that so yeah but we'll have to just wait and see where mike brown kind of takes everything especially when trey lyles is back morgan this king's road trip continues friday against the spurs then you go sunday at Dallas, Monday, Wednesday at New Orleans before finishing against the Minnesota T-Wolves next Friday, a week from tonight in an in-season tournament game. But Friday's game against the Spurs is an in-season tournament game. It's a big one, taking on a Spurs team that's uh, struggling a bit right now. They've been banged up with some guys missing. I know Kelton Johnson missed some time, but they have all of a sudden lost six in a row, coming off a loss to OKC last night, 123-87. This team is not very good, but the one thing with the Spurs is they play hard. That's it. Even when undermanned. I think everyone's eager to see Victor Wembenyama. If you have not watched him, this is a great chance to watch him, of course, on Friday night. Who who do the Kings put on, Victor? Keegan. Keegan Keegan can do it all. Well, they start Zach Collins too, right? So uh-huh. I imagine, like, I think the Spurs, Pop is not going to put Victor defending Sabonis. That uh-huh. would be a mistake because Sabonis is just going to go Pound. through him, yep. get him in foul trouble. Zach Collins has some decent size, even though I think Sabonis can handle that matchup too. But he could have Victor help a lot on Sabonis, yeah. right? And I, for those who haven't seen Victor, what stood out to you about him just Let's start with the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I I think defensively, there's times where it's like, it doesn't matter if you are extending the floor. He can block a deep three. He can recover if you drive by him. And that's why even when you're like, you know, Pop isn't going to start Wemby on Sabonis. I I get that from the strength standpoint of this like, twig to this very strong man who has been in the NBA but I'm also like I wonder how he 
could maybe disrupt Sabonis's game. Help. Um, with well, with even just his long arms and staying vertical, you don't you think you'd still no, get I, just pounded uh, in yeah, there. He's too okay. He, he's too weak. Okay. He's too weak. And, and okay. look, he could still get Sabonis or maybe in a one on one matchup every yeah. once in a while, but I, I just think Sabonis plays with such physicality. And he sees someone like Evan Mobley, he laughs. That's true. He sees Chet, he laughs. So and he's just going to go through these guys. So Sabone, I'm sorry, not Sabone. So Wemby, Wemby defensively, I think even if let's whoever he's on, Keegan, whoever, it's kind of like okay, he knows how to recover and still block a shot. And even for De'Aaron Fox, you know, De'Aaron's going to have to stop, pop, um, make sure that he gets his shot off in the paint, uh, but maybe just not at the rim at times. Yeah, and I, the chat was alerting me. Apparently, Nick was up and had his audio up when I just told him the other day not to do that. Uh, so I just had to mute him. We'll get to Nick in a second. Um, yeah. <laughs> Who do you put on Victor? I, I mean, but I think it's a team effort. I, I think. It's, I mean, it is. It definitely is a team effort. But I go, I'm I'm like, I'm kind of like Keegan or you. Yeah, because because Wemby can stretch the floor, so you're not going to put Sabonis on him, right? Like that, I just... He could stretch the floor, and but he, he could beat you off the dribble. That's my point. Like, he has handled. He could he could pretty much dunk from the three-point line. Correct. He could. He could. I, I say, go Keegs. Go Keegs. And then, because uh, what? Like, then, what? Devin Vassell. Uh, you have Sohan. Um, I'm trying to think. You, you mentioned. Champagne started last oh, game, yeah. Collins. But they, they had some guys missing, right? Like, so... That's the, you know, Keldon Johnson's been out. Um, I don't know when he's coming back. So, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. They're just not a good team. You just got to take care of business. But, it's, but they play hard. I love watching Victor play. It, even if it's kind of off, you know, it's there's going to be moments you're going to be like in awe of what he's able to do. Last game against um, OKC, by the way, in that blowout, he had eight points. He had 14 rebounds. Two blocks and five turnovers. That was probably one of the first games I was more bored with this team. But I think for the most part, watching the San Antonio Spurs, I've had fun with the way that they battle back, with the way that they do play hard out there. Like, you can expect that type of play from them. Um, and that's where they can really mix it up and make things scary for certain teams that aren't going to bring it. So you got to make sure to keep that same energy if you're the Kings that you had in tonight's game into Friday's also, game. Also, I'm, try I'm trying to get this team to go to Vegas. You w Go win that game. Yeah, go win that game. So, As our dear friend Nick would say, why, why not win that game? Why not? And Nick, he was unmuted for a second, so we had the volume down, so we didn't hear him, but the chat did. Um, Nick, what's up, man? What's up? What's up, Duzemo? Why not win tonight? Why not beat the Los Angeles losers? Oh, oh. you got him there. Uh, what do you like about tonight's game? Good defense and love how they played. Kings played really well. Let's keep up the good work. You know, hey, fire the laser. Fire the laser, Nick. Hey, Nick, I see some people in the chat. Jesse says, I need Coach Nick locker room speech. So if you were in that locker room tonight, you just gave Keegan Murray the big deep hog crown. What are you telling your guys after a win like this? We're going to tell my guys that we're going to keep doing what we're doing. I like that. Keep keep winning your games. Keep keep doing what you're doing. I mean, that's pretty inspirational. Coach, question. Oh, oh. Hey, Coach Nick, uh, I'm one of your players. I, what did we do wrong tonight? I felt like we were perfect. We we did 
We did okay tonight, but the defense needs to do better. Needs to be better. Uh, this is why he's a coach because it the Kings good. won tonight. They, they won by fifteen, steals. and he's going. You know what? We we have to do it for forty eight minutes, not forty two minutes. We got to be locked in, engaged, and play defense all the time. Wait, and did you just turn around while you're talking to us and w- started watching TV? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Hey, but hey, but you got bored with us. You got bored with us. No, no. So, what what are you watching uh, on TV tonight? What's on TV? I know what he's watching. Local news. No, no. I took the TV off. Hey, so today I went to go bowling today. I went bowling today. You went bowling today? How'd it go? Yeah, good. I could probably beat you, dudes, in bowling. Whoa, whoa! Calm down, dudes. Calm down. You calm down. Hey, 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 Nick. Yeah. You. Watch yourself. Do you, We're right, pointing. Do you go straight? Do you go straight on, or do you do a little curve on yours? Probably a little curve. I can probably beat Morgan to bowling too. Yeah, I have to use gutters, Nick. I suck at bowling, so you probably could beat. Oh, you me. mean the, the gutter guards you use? Yeah, yeah, gutter bowling, whatever it's called. Um, do do you use that? Do or do you do you ever have gutter balls? No. No, I, I, I do. I get strikes. Oh. All right. What, what was your number today? What did you bowl? Uh, well, I remember? bowled. I bowled. I probably bowled. Um, let's see. I probably bowled. Um, two hundred? Did you, did you think over two hundred or under two hundred? Probably under two hundred. I guess. Okay, that's pretty good, though. Really good, Nick. Well, Nick, just know this. We will one of these days Ooh. go head to head in bowling, Ooh. and I am going to destroy you. I am going to win. How does how can, does that does that can, make you feel anything? I think so. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Nick, yeah, Nick's, you're t- Nick's he's like just, bored. He's sitting here going, "I'll kill you in bowling, Deuce." All right, Nick. Uh, thanks for checking got, in. Well, I made a sandwich today, and I got told. I got told from the bus driver that I'm not allowed to eat on the bus. Well, well, you know, here, can I can I tell you why that is, Nick? Why are we not allowed to eat on public transit? Because you're messy. Well. Yeah, I've seen you eat, Nick. <laughs> yeah. We've seen you eat on night chat. And you get food everywhere but in your mouth. All of a sudden, it's on your face. Yeah. It's on your clothes. It's probably all over the bus. You just have to clean up after yourself. And I got told it's public transportation pol- transit policy okay. that we're not allowed to eat. On the bus, well, can you? Bro. All right. How about this? Let's try to eat before we get on the bus, okay? And then, okay. and then, if you do, hey, just kind of sneak a bite. Yeah. You know, kind of turn and just take a little bite. And go, what's up? What's up? I'm not eating. You know, just, just be like smart. That. You know. You I'm happy it. that we have public transportation available. Yes. Aww. Same here, Nick. It's great. I wish it was even better. All right, Nick. Th- <laughs> thanks for uh, telling us about your bowling experience and your eating transit a sandwich and on a bus. A big king's win. Sleep beams. All right. Sleep beams. There you go. There you go. There's Nick checking in. <laughs> he had a lot on his mind tonight. He was just, when he went to the sandwich and getting in trouble, like no one likes getting in trouble. No one likes getting in trouble in public. No one likes getting in trouble for eating a sandwich he, on a bus. He did the classic deuce thing too. What did he do? Where like, you do you you start talking and I start getting looking at something oh, else or I think yeah. about something else. We were asking about bowling and he's like, oh, I got to tell him about the sandwich thing. He was over it. Yeah. He was over it. Hey, it, it's his show, and we let him do what he wants. So <laughs> I could just see you. Nick's eating on a bus is not 
like are eating, right? Like just kind of like we've this seen guy, him eat peanut butter sandwiches on this show, and it's like no, I no, don't no. know how it. He takes normal bites, and you're like, how is? How are you so messy? Oh, the pizza when he eats pizza at Golden One oh Center every single time. I'm like Nick, where are the napkins, huh? Where are the na- it's it's right here. It's also, like, it goes right here. What hot take? Sacramento Regional Transit. Oh, yeah. let my guy Nick eat on the bus. My guy's hungry. He's got to take the bus to work. Can a I bus be somewhere. How about you give him a napkin instead, huh? No, no, no. Yeah. There's too many messy, disrespectful people. Nick's not one of them. Well, so I that's the reality. That. But Nick's they're trying not one to treat them. everyone equal and make sure that they have yeah. that rule for everybody. Sorry, Deuce, you couldn't eat either. Yeah. Um, okay. What else do we need to go over tonight, Morgan? Um, let's see. We looked ahead. We talked about you doing the show. Oh, I got to Sunday. What? I got some, I got Oh, yes, I know. I got yeah. that. I was looking at the King's schedule. Well, I have something else, but go on. I know what you have. Oh, oh, I see where you're going with it already. Wow. Mine's. <sighs> oh my. I don't. So the Kings play the Spurs, the Mavs, the Pelicans twice. Yeah. In Minnesota, and then they come home for Golden State. Correct. Before we get to that, I'm just looking at the King's schedule. I'm seeing a win in San Antonio. They could beat Dallas. I have a weird, I got a weird feeling they're splitting in New Orleans. Okay. Because they're in New Orleans a long time. Okay. You know, they're, they're spending. I see it. They're spending, oh my God. Let's see. So they Sunday. Oh, it's a back to back. So that first New Orleans game. They then they have Tuesday in New Orleans and play a game Wednesday, and then they go to Minnesota. But realistically, Morgan, why can't they win the next four in a row before Minnesota? Why not win the next four in a row before Minnesota? Those are winnable games. Sure, Deuce. They're playing good basketball. Sure, Deuce. Do you see a world where this win streak goes to seven? Eight? I mean, yeah, you have, of course. It, I guess it depends on, too, like, how's De'Aaron feeling? You know, like, it, it he looks mm. 100%, but after that first game um, against the Cavs, he talked a little bit about that ankle. I was like, yeah, I felt a little bit of things. You didn't notice it tonight, you know, whatever. But, like, you're putting a lot of, a lot of work on it, Um and you're traveling. So, yeah, but but winnable. He's I, playing some amazing basketball. I think right it just now. depends on circumstances and not just for him. It's But like, those games on schedule, they look winnable to you. Sure. God, you're such a coward with this stuff. It's so hard to talk to you about any type of like, "Hey, what do you think about the schedule?" Oh, I'll, I'll wait and see. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. I can't even say anything cuz you never know. So, remember that time I lost a bet and had to get a tattoo? Yeah. I, I said did. something and I said something and that what? forced me to get a tattoo. You got a great tattoo, didn't you? I had you did. to you get did. another tattoo on my body and I love it. It's yeah. probably one of my favorite tattoos. So, it was a good thing. Uh so I don't know if you heard me. I wasn't saying, hey, tell me what the Kings are going to do on this stretch. And if you're wrong, you have to get a tattoo. Correct. I'm just saying, look at the schedule. Do you feel like there's some winnable games coming up here? And I said, yeah. I said, sure. But then you're trying to pull some bull like, hey, is this a seven-game win streak right here? It's like, I don't I don't need to sit here and say, like, it, yes, sure, they're winnable games. Like, but I, it's, it's hard to win seven games in a row They've won in four. the NBA. They have. 
They have three more. That's all. There's three more. Where's I the- appreciate your energy, but like you don't have to force me to feel uncomfortable and say things that I don't want to say. I, I just, I like how the Kings are playing right now. And I think they're going to go on a little bit of a run here. <laughs> this little smirk that you have. It's so dumb. So a couple of games, uh, obviously there's a lot of fun <laughs> games ahead. Next Friday's yeah. game is going to be a lot of fun against Minnesota. I think that's going to be one of the biggest tests of the season for Sacramento, taking on the T-Wolves, who Ooh. are pretty locked in defensively. They actually got hammered tonight on the second night of a back-to-back in Phoenix against the Suns. Okay. Uh, Bradley Beal was supposed to come back tonight. They were supposed to have all of those guys back tonight. He did not end up playing, but Devin Booker returned, had a big game, and uh, Minnesota lost on the second night of a back-to-back. So they're playing great basketball. Ant is just absurd. I mean, just what he is doing. Getting and to the rim, shooting. They, they've got length. They've got defenders. They're switchable. They're mm-hmm. pretty tough. I think that's going to be a great test for Sacramento. And then you come home for the Golden State Warriors. And we got to talk about this. We gave our full instant reaction last night to what happened in that Warriors-T-Wolves game when Draymond Green decided he was going to put Rudy Gobert in a chokehold and try to tap him out. The league handed out a suspension today. They did. A five-game suspension. Yeah. Well, so you know the first thing I did. Well, Let's look at the Warriors schedule because yeah. that sounds kind of close to when they play the Kings on November 28th in Sacramento. The third time these two teams mm-hmm. play this year already on the final in-season tournament game on national TV. And I go, one game, two, three, four. Draymond Green returns from his five-game suspension on November 28th. In Sacramento, at Golden One Center, Kings-Warriors final in-season tournament game. You couldn't give them a Christmas game, but you (laughs) sure as hell wanted to add some drama at the end of November, didn't you, NBA? That's exactly what they wanted to do. I mean, they had... That, like, we would be naive if we were like, oh, that was just like... that. How does that happen? It's um coincidence. You you don't think it was a coincidence? You think no. Joe Dumars and Adam Silver were like, hey, hey, I I, I kind of want four or six, but dude, if we go five, he comes back in Sacramento. Lightweight, lightweight. There are WWE people in the back putting I, on this suspension. It's a storyline. Yes. It's I, a storyline. I like. There's no way that that didn't come into play a little bit. Like, well, look at the schedule. Like, the, we, we. I think we're naive if we were just like, yeah, they just said this is the amount of games. This is the number. It's like no lightweight. I think they looked at the schedule too. They know that that's drama, and they know that's gonna. Oh, because why else is that drama? Yeah, it's the last in season tournament game. I said that three times. <clears throat> well, let me make it more dramatic. It's the last in-season tournament game for the Kings, and they want it to be a big one, and they want it to be a splash. So they said, hey, let's bring in our guy, Draymond Green. <laughs> that game was going to be a splash no matter what. If he had sure. missed that game, it would lose a little bit. Like, oh, man, he's not playing. Uh, I don't think there are some weird conspiracy or the league was like, hey, let's do it five games, so bring it back that night. I think... They're not mad that it worked out that way. I think they realized, hey, five games is the right number for the suspension. Then they looked and went, oh, he gets to go back and second. Jess says it perfect. NBA said, how can we punish Draymond, but also capitalize on it? It's perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. And you bring Draymond in his first game back, he's got to go into 
pretty crazy environment uh-huh. against a team he already kind of has history against. Yes. Yes. What was your first reaction when you saw five games? Were you surprised by that number? Not one? even. No. Did you think it was the right number? I didn't know what the right number was, honestly. And this is one of those situations, too, where with Draymond Green, I don't have a feel for what what he is, whatever is going to ever happen to him. And when I say that, I mean, like, in-game when he can go crazy on officials and with certain officiating crews, he can go crazy all game long. And with certain other officiating crews, it stops at, you know, yelling at me or a chokehold or a stomp. You know, like one of those things will come into play and it's like, no, that's too far. That's a T. That's too far. That's an ejection. I never know what his scale is. And that's why even with the uh, suspension, no, truly, I I was like, oh, are they going to really throw in his other antics when thinking about this suspension with him? think they should, but um, at the same time, didn't know where they were going to go with it. So yeah, I was fine with five, whatever. I was so surprised they gave him a five-game suspension. Like surprised at too little or too a lot? Too I a thought lot. they were going to give, yeah. Uh, I thought they were going to give him one or two games. Oh, okay. Morgan, the guy stomped on Sabonis's chest during a playoffs and got one game. Yeah. So five, I just didn't see it. But five feels right. Um, you, One of the most amazing things about this whole conversation over the last 24 hours, and I guess it, it's not isolated just to sports, right? We see it in politics and news. But it is just insane to me that two people can see the same video and see something completely different. And it's not all Warriors fans. There are many Warriors fans that, you know, saw what happened. And then you've got the people that are like, well, Gobert choked him first, choked Clay first, and that's why Draymond did it. And it doesn't help when the team broadcasters are saying the same thing. It's literally insane to me. It creates a narrative. I mean, we did a whole, you know, instant reaction on our YouTube page about it. And the sequence was crazy. You know, Clay is grabbing at McDaniels' jersey. McDaniels is ripping his. Yep. Here comes Gobert flying in. And my first reaction was, you know, Gobert didn't need to grab Clay. He could have grabbed McDaniels or whatever. Grab your own player. That's what I thought. But the angle he had. It, he, there's no way he could have gotten to his own I player know. right away. I so know. instead, this seven four man decided he was going to grab Clay, and because of his height, maybe for a slight second, his arm went close to the neck as he's trying to pull away. One, that was me evaluating that in slow motion. Draymond Green did not see that. Draymond, there's no way Draymond saw that in the moment. What Draymond Green saw was Gobert going at Clay, and he went opportunity he saw Gobert there and was like I've had beef for this guy but with this guy for years he went in gets him in a chokehold and then doesn't let go doesn't let go it reminded me literally of watching wrestling when the the match is over and Samoa Joe is like not letting go of his opponent God. And then Get the, other the refs come in and are going, oh let go, let go. You people go, let go. Steve Kerr's going, let go. And he finally let go. And for some reason, Warriors fans saw it completely different. You got to stick up for your teammate. You got, hey, I agree with that. We did a that line. Sh- the, stick up for your teammate. Love it. 
couple weeks ago, Agreed. Kings played the Rockets in that first game. Oh, and yeah. And Dylan Brooks had a dirty-ass move on Duarte where he grabbed his shoulder and his knee kind of went back in his back. Duarte just looked at the officials. No one did anything, and it irritated me. You didn't have, I didn't need Duarte to get up and put Brooks in a chokehold or Sabonis to come from behind and put him in a chokehold. That's called extreme. Get in a face, push a guy. Yep. Draymond, if Draymond just ran in and pushed Gobert out of the way, okay, it could have gone a little ugly, but hopefully it separates. And then today we're talking about, that was wild. That's crazy. Any suspensions? No, nah, just fines. Okay. Yeah. But instead, it's the extremes. It's the extremes. And I, I there are people I respect Thank you. It, that cover the Warriors or like our fans of the Warriors who have said some things about it that I'm going. Mind-blowing. Dude, it's okay. You being critical of Draymond Green doesn't mean you hate Draymond Green. Um, last year during the playoffs is a great example. The night it happened when hmm. Warriors fans call it a step on. <laughs> it wasn't. Yes. When Draymond stomped on Sabonis, one of the things we had talked about was like Sabonis grabbed his leg. And, we talked again. We cover the team, and we talked about Sabonis grabbing his being like, "Hey, Sabonis was trying to slow him down, grab his leg," and Draymond stomped, took it to right. an extreme. And that's the whole point: is Draymond over the last year has punched Jordan Poole, stomped yep. on Sabonis, and then put Gobert in a chokehold. Now, with that said, that doesn't mean I hate the Warriors or I hate Draymond. I've respected what they've done in the franchise. I think Draymond has meant so much to the team. He's their emotional guy. One of the best defenders we've seen in this league. He, his basketball IQ is through the roof. You could say that and still be critical of what he Thank did. Thank you. Like, hey, he shouldn't have choked that. He shouldn't have tried to choke Gobert out. It was just a classless move. And it's just, I guess that's my whole point to this long, this long like monologue I just had here. Well, you're involved too. This dialogue we had was... Yeah. Just the conversations about it. I'm just like, fans, it's okay if your favorite player does something wrong. Yep. You can say it's wrong and still like him. It's totally fine. If your team does something that you don't really like, you can acknowledge it and still like the team. It doesn't have to be, no, I love this team so much. Draymond Green, he didn't do anything wrong. He was saving Clay. That shit is insane. We got to be better as fans. Just better and just better. And, and you know... There's going to be people who can't have conversations on certain platforms. I feel like for the most part, it's well, not for the most, with our community, what's great is that people will bring up um, basketball angles or if they are even a Warriors fan or just an NBA fan and they'll bring up a different perspective. And I love it. I love having conversations about this, but you're exactly right. With some of the things that have been going on, I'm like, is everyone afraid of Draymond? Has he brainwashed people? What is happening? Because we got to say what we see. And then it comes to, oh, you cover the Kings, so you hate this guy. No, <laughs> I talk about how much I respect what that guy can do on a basketball floor and how he can make a team better. And one of the main things that I even said last night after the chokehold said, really, out of all the nights when the team needs you most, you can't be out there because you decided to put someone in a chokehold instead of just push the shit out of them for for um, going after Clay Thompson. I'm not going to say that Rudy Gobert took Clay Thompson by the neck. I saw a stat on social media that seems... Like, it's wrong. Ooh, what? That Draymond Green has been ejected in, like, 
seven games that Steph Curry has missed. Oh, and then what did Rudy Gobert say? Gobert called him a clown and said he knew he's going to get ejected tonight. He tries to get Curry ejected. Was, he tries to get ejected. Oh, when man. when Steph is out because he goes, there's no chance that we can win anyway. Which, by the way, if that's the case, yeah. loser mentality, like that, fix that. That's crazy. But uh, yeah, but either way, what a what a interesting night in the NBA with that chippiness and with those things that were happening online. And um, I know for a lot of Kings fans who really dislike Draymond Green, it's gonna be. An interesting environment on yeah. the 28th. Dude, I can't wait. It's going to be fun. And it's a TNT game, I believe. TNT game. Yep. In-season tournament. Yep. The final one. I don't know if you mentioned it was the in-season tournament game. I did Did you mention? No. It's, so it's going to be a big, dramatic, fun game. I'm it's excited be a lot for of it. Fun. Yeah. Um, final thoughts on this one. We have to do a moment of the game that we did not do yet. Oh. So I need the help from the chat. We pick one moment or two moments from the game. Two moments. And I think one of the things I would love for us to write on the post-it note, yep, get win dedicated to Clint. Love that. Um, so November, it's now November 16th, but the game was November 15th. It's now midnight, by the way. Uh, at Lakers, Kings win 125-110. Um, let's say win dedicated to Clint's hell yeah um and then another moment I mean that Sabonis dunk was nice the uh you know it, what you're gonna do it that's the moment okay that's the moment it, this it, one his is strength was just no oh what that's it oh I think that moment's it's this one if you guys missed it uh audio people we we talked about this at the beginning we'll just go ahead and reset that now um, we have an amazing podcast community. You people who download our podcast and listen on Spotify, the Apple podcast store, all the people who watch us later on YouTube or watch us live YouTube or Twitch. We also have an active discord community of Kings fans from all over the world who constantly engage with each other. And over the last couple of years have formed like friendships, online friendships. Some people hang out in person. They met at our live show. And I'm in. I'm pretty active in there. And there was um, a a big time fan, Kings fan, Sacramento guy named Clint, who passed away the other day. And it's definitely hit our podcast community really hard. Um, and it's it life's short. Life is short, and that's why when we do these podcasts, you. We, we do get excited for wins because you enjoy the, the fun moments in life. And I know if Clint was in discord today, <laughs> he would be bad mouthing the Lakers so much. He hated the Lakers <laughs> and uh. he was such a character. I mean, I actually did a search in discord with his dog's name, Oscar, and how many t messages he sent about his dog pictures. And then he would complain about things at work and he'd vent HR. about things. He'd get in arguments with people in discord. I'm like, Clint, come on, man. He'd make us laugh. He was just, he was a little bit of everything, but he brought life to that discord. And, um, it's, it's a sad loss for sure. And, um, can I say too? Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for always making 
him feel included, even if you had your back and forths. And um, I think let this also be a lesson because he was so young that no matter who you are communicating with, whether it's in our discord within our community on any of our platforms or on any of your platforms, you know, uh, life's too short for that shitty energy. So like make sure that when you are going back and forth, whether it's about sports or something else in life that you're trying to find a way to make it into a positive or have a conversation or a connection. Um, because keeping that in a world that has a lot of bad stuff is really important in these type of spaces. And I just want to say thank you to our amazing, amazing Dusimo community for making some people feel so special and being a part of something. He had a spot where he could go and talk about anything, anything, anything. And, with, and people <laughs> went at him, but they loved him and mm -hmm. they're feeling it right now. Yeah. Um, and we are too. Um, so this one's for you, Clint moment of the game, November 15th, the Kings win 125, 110. that win dedicated to you, Clint rest in peace. In the jaw. In I don't like that one. I mean, I love that, like, we're acknowledging the moment, but, like... I know. That one, that one we pick up later, we're like, oh, yeah, man. No, but it was... It, what a win. What a win that, like... You know, after these things happen, it's like... What... That's the way, like, we've mentioned a hundred times that he would want the Kings to play and just yep. dominate the Lakers and oh, made it that much more fun he would have been that much more brighter. He would be taunting our guy Drew in the discord about oh, Kevin Herter having a big game. You love know, it. Drew's a big Kevin Herter critic. Oh, to Drew. put it mildly. Ugh. Um, but no, um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, it's, it's been fun hanging out with you guys and we appreciate this community so much. And, We'll be back live again Friday after the Kings Spurs game. I'm sure there's stuff we missed tonight and I'm going to get frustrated about later. But if you can, be in the comments. If you have any good Clint stories from your interactions, drop them in the comments, share your stories. Um, and, you know, just appreciate all the good things in life. And we'll be back Friday night live. We love you guys, but we got to go. You're all badass for being here. Have a good night. See ya. Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo. The podcast that you know. Deuce and mo. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.